Just gonna take a wild stab at the very beginning here and say that the titular most dangerous thing in the world is a guy with a YouTube channel that has a modest following. What else could it be? Our story begins with Serpentor lamenting Cobra's lack of a thing that will grant them total victory. That was supposed to be you, you idiot! Dr. Mindbender approaches him with a plot to take out General Hawk. General Hawk is only the apex of the G.I. Joe command structure. Beneath him is an equally strong and competent cadre of leaders. I don't know that I'd throw around words like competent. Flint seems pretty together, I guess, Then the jury's still out on Beachhead. Actually, Mindbender's plan is kind of funny. He intends to infiltrate the Department of Defense and falsify records to get three Joes promoted to near the top. Shipwreck, Dial Tone, and Lifeline. These are guys who all seem fine, I've hardly hidden my love of Shipwreck in particular, but are not exactly leadership material. This might be fun to watch. Also, I'm pretty sure this might be fun to watch was the tagline for Sunbow's programming block at this point. Then we cut to Joe headquarters for a quick reminder of who those guys are before the plot kicks in. So it is possible to do some basic character work without making kids read comics and toy packages and secret messages included in their G.I. Joe's serial, which must have been a thing that existed, right? The fake Cobra promotion orders come through and honestly mainframe your first clue should have been that they didn't spell department right. But then these are people who also spelled Scarlet without an L, so maybe the DOD just hasn't sprung for spell check yet. It was still pretty new technology in those days. They also spelled defense in the British slash Canadian fashion, but we don't need to get into that again. So Beachhead announces the good news to the three Joes. I've been promoted, both of us, to Colonel. Maybe it was for your amazing ventriloquy skills? Things unfold pretty much like you'd expect. Dial Tone can't stop getting his hands dirty and doing things like cutting wires with a clearly marked do not cut sign. Lifeline plays the pacifist card and flat out refuses to do anything. And Shipwreck, who's been played as kind of a lazy idiot this season, decides to get revenge on the teammates who resented him for being kind of a lazy idiot. To be clear, I still love the guy, but I would not be at all surprised to discover that his 87 action figure reissue came packaged with a hammock. Meanwhile, the Cobras remind me that the other part of their plan involved kidnapping General Hawk, which I guess is why we're loading up about 8,000 guys for the next phase, because you definitely couldn't just capture that guy by saying, hey, there's some candy in this jail cell, why don't you step inside and take some? Actually, the Cobras are raiding some kind of research facility, but I couldn't resist taking another swipe at General Hawk, because that guy's pretty dumb and not really qualified to lead this team. Just like these three, who have three different plans for mobilizing to meet Cobra. And the thing is, they're not mutually exclusive plans, but it seems a bit late in the game for me to be bringing logic and common sense into this. I mean, they break into three smaller teams and Dial Tone's plan, which was to use one type of vehicle, fails because they all crash into each other? Did the Joes suddenly forget how to drive since they got new leadership? Serpentor sees the Joes in chaos, but this isn't good enough for him, so he orders a full-on assault. And thank goodness we're beyond the days when Cobra Commander would overextend their resources with impossible ego-driven actions. He truly is the leader that Cobra so desperately needed. Finally, Dr. Mindbender, victory is mine! Sorry, I briefly forgot who victory belonged to for a second there! Cobra nearly takes the base, but then General Hawk comes in and saves the day. Somehow. Putting aside my, let's say, slight bias against the general, I guess Cobra just skipped the part of the plan where they were supposed to kidnap him? Also, his plan is mostly shoot back at the Cobra guys, which is definitely not something anyone else would have thought of, and okay, I guess I stopped putting my bias aside now. I guess he's pretty evenly matched with Serpentor's tactical mind, though. They shall pay for their insolence! Get them with our Seriously, the lesson of this episode isn't so much that some people on this team aren't fit for leadership, it's that nobody on either team is. 